0: Welcome to Rhema for Today.
1: And so I remember the meeting's over, well, uh, they came up, you see, and, and Mr. Carroll said, Brother Hagen said, I want to hug your neck. He said, you know, I'm your brother now. I said, yes, I'd heard that you'd gotten saved. Well, he said, I got saved that year that we moved from back then, you know, in 49, actually, part of 48, part of 49, but just 12 months a year. And then Sister Carol immediately spoke up and said, Brother Hagan, I told our pastor here about that prayer meeting we had, and he said he never heard tell of anything like that. And he told me to ask you while you're here if you've got any time to preach, and like we preach in our church. Well, I didn't have, but I was glad to see those folks.
0: You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, Let's join Kenneth E. Hagen on the Prayer Series, Volume 6.
1: I had the last church I pastored, a, a unique prayer meeting. One of the last meetings I had, we, uh, I said to the folks, I said, uh, I want you this week, we'll have our regular midweek service on Wednesday night, but on Thursday night I want you to come. I want you to think about it, I told them on Sunday night, only the one announcement, I want you to think about it, between now and then, you'll have four days, Thursday night, you see, and the person that you'd like to see saved during this meeting above everybody else, write that name on a piece of paper. Now if it's a husband and wife, then write both their names there, in other words, Bill and Jane Smith. Now, if they, as far as you know, they've never been saved, but well, you just put a little letter S on there, if they are what we call backsliders, we'll just leave it blank and we'll understand that. Now, if it's just one person, just write one name. Now, you maybe think of a dozen, but I want you to select just one above everybody else that you won't see saved. Just one. Write that name on a piece of paper and bring it with you Thursday night. Well, I was passing a church down the East Texas oil field, and really, it doesn't—we don't have many severe winters usually down there. But uh, a norther blew in, and and it rained, and uh, well, and turned into snow and sleet. And there's four or five inches of snow and sleet on the ground. And uh, the uh, highway department and so on was just encouraging folks, except in the case of emergency, just stay off the streets and the roads because they're not prepared for such weather as that, very seldom ever have such. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't expect really, I didn't really expect anybody to come. I'll just tell you the truth about it, because it was hazardous to get out on the road because the roads were solid, they had no equipment to get the sleeves or the snow off, no equipment, because they just didn't have it. And so it was very hazardous to be out driving. But nonetheless, 19 people came. And i really like i said didn't expect anybody i had a smaller hall or auditorium actually where the young people met and i lit the fires there and knew i'd pray myself at least and perhaps uh we had one family live right next door to the parsonage, and right or oh, half a block from the church and they could walk i knew that but uh we had 19 besides myself that came so i took all of the names and put in the offering plate And just mixed them up that way. Did everybody know who bought which one? And then we, we see, we each one brought a name. So then we passed it around. Each one of us took a slip out of that. Now, I said, I'll get it started. Here's one. This is pray for, and I mentioned the name, call the name. Now, I said, I want everybody to stand. The Bible said, if two of you agree on earth is touching anything they ask, it'll be done. For them of my Father, which is in heaven. I'm going to pray. For this particular person to be saved during this meeting. Now, I told them, don't put somebody's name on there out in California or over in Oklahoma. They couldn't be saved during this meeting. I'm talking about somebody of this meeting you can reach. Now, we may pray for those folks later, but this is particularly this meeting. And I said, everybody listen intently to what I say and agree with it. Don't anybody pray out loud except me. You listen to what I say and agree with it. And so I finished my prayer. I said, did you agree? They said, yes. I said, well, then let's lift our hands and thank God, because that person he is saved then. Now I said, don't anybody pray for that person anymore? If you think about it, say, well, thank God we settled that last Thursday night. Thank God for that salvation. Thank God for it. Well, we went right down through the list one by one. Sometimes I'd have them just to bow their heads over on the seat in front of them, and somebody lead us, and we'd all agree. Sometimes we'd all pray at once and agree, and we went down through the list. Well, everybody that we prayed for, but two, got saved during that meeting. I never had that good of a success in my life. I never heard anybody else are doing that, but I began to see what the Word said. I began to get a few little prior secrets, you see. Now then, I came out to a California to preach a meeting in 1954. See, now that was back in '48, I guess, that we did that. In 1954, I came out to California to preach a count meeting, and... and uh, so I, I saw a lady there, my church sister Carol, her husband, he, he never came to church. He was unsaved. He was one of the ones we prayed for, you see. But uh, the company he worked for, an oil company, he was gone practically all the time, and now they gave him a job in California and where he stayed home. Well, I had heard, you see, that he had gotten saved. You see, those other two now, now everybody but two that we prayed for was saved almost immediately, within a month's time, the meeting, you see. And then those other two got saved for the years out. We had a hundred percent average batting average on that prayer meeting, and so I remember the meeting's over. Well, uh, they came up, you see, and and Mr. Carroll said, "Brother Hagan said I want to hug your neck." He said, "You know, I'm your brother now." <laughs> I said, "Yes, I'd heard that you'd gotten saved." Well, he said, "I got saved that year that we moved from back there, and you know, in '49, actually part of '48, part of '49, but just 12 months, a year." And then Sister Carroll immediately spoke up and said, "Brother Hagan, I told our pastor here about that prayer meeting we had, and he said he never heard him tell of anything like that." And he told me to ask you while you're here if you've got any time to preach in life we preach in our church well i didn't have but i was glad to see those folks and glad to know that that prayer worked well now listen when we come according to god's word god's word does not fail did you hear me yeah. i said god's word does not fail Now, if Jesus said, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything they ask, and he said it, didn't he? Matthew, the 18th chapter and the 19th verse, did he say it or did he not say it? If two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything they ask, it shall be done. It shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. He didn't say it might be done. He didn't say there's a possibility that it could be done. He didn't say, well, if it's the will of God, it'll be done. He said, if you agree on it, it'll be done. Amen. Amen. Now, as I said a little earlier, friends, uh, prayer means fighting. Now, not fighting God, but fighting demons who will try to keep these things from happening, tell you it isn't so, tell you it's not going to happen. I know several years ago when I first went out on the field, I uh, I was preaching in West Texas. And uh so the pastor said to me, we'd been preaching several weeks, finally we wound up by running the meeting six weeks, right up to Christmas time. And the pastor said to me, Brother Hagin, uh, how are you dated? And I said, Well, I'm supposed to go get in another meeting before Christmas, but You see, if you're going somewhere else before Christmas, now you're going to have to start around the 1st of December because if you wait too close to Christmas, you can't get started. But if you can get a meeting rolling, well, then you can go right on, you see. It doesn't make a lot of difference. You can hold your momentum. So, you see, I'd been there for three weeks. He said, well, we'd like for you to go another week here. I said, well, now, Brother McGee, if I go another week here, I'm going to have to go on two weeks beyond that, three weeks of December. Because I said, I'm going to have to go. See, he's talking to me in the middle of the third week. I said, really? I was supposed to start next next week, next Monday or Tuesday night. See, close there Sunday and travel and start Monday night at another place, another meeting there in Texas. I said, the fellow's waiting to hear from me right now. Get a phone call. I, I wrote and told him so as far as I knew I'd be there. Well, we'd like to go on here another week. I said, well, if I go one, I'll have to go two more. <laughs> because I can't go here, and then I won't have time to get that meeting started. I'm going to have to go on and get it started, or else... We're too close to Christmas time. People's minds get divided. Now, I always run meetings all, all, every year, right down to the first Sunday before Christmas, and a lot of times to the day before Christmas. <laughs> I mean, right down to Christmas Eve almost. And, and, and my crowds hold up. I never had any trouble, but see, but I always get started, not later than the first of December. And you see, you can pick up your momentum then, get the rolling, and go on. Well, now, he said, as far as we're concerned here, we'd like for you to stay. But he said, the reason I mentioned another week that I was talking to the board and said, they want, they asked me to get you to stay, but I said, I'll tell you what we've got to do. Now, he said, we're not, we're, we plan not to do it this next week, but he said, we, uh, here in West Texas, you see, and, uh, it was uh, a good church, all right, and some of those fellows out there farmed several, uh, hundred acres, one feller had several thousand acres that he farmed, but uh, he said, uh, We have a big payment of every year that we make here on this property, and he said that we don't make a monthly payment, we just make a yearly payment, because nearly everybody in our Church of Pharmacy, and they have the income in the fall of the year, and so he said we always set aside December, and every Sunday night in December we take up an offering. The offering is is designated for that. We don't make any pull now, but everybody knows how many thousands of dollars we pay and and december well the all the money always goes for that purpose and he said if you do stay we'll have because we have to make the payment by the first of the year and we won't have a chance you see after you get by christmas holidays and all some people go away for christmas to raise the money and he said if you do stay we'll have to we'll have to uh, take up an offering first on this mortgage or the payment of it you see for this year every sunday night and then take your offering up afterwards. And he said, uh, "We, I know Christmas time coming on, you'll need extra money. And he said, uh, we couldn't, We, I, I don't know, how, you know, uh, he knew what the offering had been running. But he said, uh, we couldn't give you any more and I'm sure you need more. In fact, he said, it would be doubtful that it would run quite as good as it's been running. I think it'll stay close to that. And if you'd stay, I'd just almost guarantee you that you'll, you'll get as much as you been better get in a week. But I know you'll need extra money. You're going to be off in Christmas time coming. Well, I would, see. I said, well, all right, I'll tell you what I'll do, Brother McGee. I'll stay on on those conditions. And I said, you just go ahead and take your offering up first. Everybody understands on Sunday night, and that'll be fine. And then take mine up separate and last. And uh, you just let me do the believing, and you do the acting, and, and we'll get it.
0: Welcome to RAMA for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find out more from our online bookstore with great materials from Kenneth E. Hagan and Pastor Hagan and the rest of the Hagan family. I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first is Kenneth E. Hagan's book entitled Understanding How to Fight the Good Fight of Faith, a RAMA Classic. Next is Kenneth Hagan's DVD entitled the Anointing Breaks the Chains. And finally, Kenneth E. Hagin's slimline book, Right and Wrong Thinking. All three resources are for the special price of twenty three ninety. dollars That's $7.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online Let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan.
1: For you in Oklahoma City area, don't forget Northwest Expressway. 8921 Northwest Express. Rayma Bible Church, Oklahoma City. Come on out and be with us on Sunday. Enjoy the weekend and come and enjoy yes. Sunday night, Sunday morning on Sunday night at 6 p.m. That's right.
0: Tomorrow on Rhema for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagan's life-changing series. That's next time on Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan